Is your view of God too dull? This is a perennial problem, I feel like, here in America and especially in the South. When we talk about God is that we have images in our head of God that are just too dull. They're too weak. And we think of God as being this uh, grandfather who's who's like a Santa Claus there for us. We think of him as our as like a daddy upstairs. And we picture God as being some kind of silent observer watching over th everything. Or he's like a, a peaceful pushover that, you know, we can kind of do whatever he wants because he's all about peace, love, and happiness. And we can kind of push over him because that's what he's about. The question is, is those views of God we have, is that the way the Bible pick, depicts God? And the answer is no, not even close. That's not the way Bible pictures God for us. And that's why things like Psalm 76 are such an important passage for us, especially in America as we go through our days, because it reminds us the reality that who God really is. And he's not these weak, frail, pushover pictures that we constantly think about in American culture and even in church sometimes about God. So how is God depicted in Psalm 76? Well, several ways to point out. First, he's, he's depicted not as this, this weakling and this old guy, but he's depicted as somebody who's as mighty and strong as a mountain. It says in verse 4, You are resplendent, more majestic than the mountains of prey. I mean, God is huge. He's strong. He's majestic. He's brilliant. He's not, he's not this God, the thing that could be easily moved. And then it goes on and he talks about, the psalmist talks about how are humans going to respond to God? Not just regular humans us walking about, but the bravest and, and biggest and strongest humans. How are they going to react to God if they saw him? And it says, well, the stout hearted were plundered. They sank into sleep. And none of the warriors could use his hands. At your rebuke of God of Jacob, both rider and horse were cast into a deep sleep. You, even you, were to be feared, and who may stand in your presence when you are angry? In other words, God is so powerful, and he is so awesome, and he is so awe-inspiring, that if you picture in your head whoever you have as the, the biggest, meanest, strongest, best warrior, fictional non-fictional that you've got in your head he says when those people come face to face to god with god they're dumbstruck with fear they can't move they quiver and if that's how the best and the strongest and the meanest people who face god feel what are people like us going to feel when we face god i'll tell you that we're not it's not going to be like He's some kind of daddy figure we're going to run to and or somebody we go, hey, what's up, man? Good to see you today. <laughs> that's not, that's not God. He's, he's bigger than that. He, he's going to demand a different response from us than that. I'll tell you that. And then the other thing it says God does is he sends judgment to protect his people, the ones who have humbled. He says, you caused judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. When God arose to judgment to save all the humble of the earth. So it says God, our God, this one more picture of, is a God of judgment. He judges wickedness. He judges sin. Even 
to the point of this judgment so severe that creation itself quakes to think about it, <laughs> which is hilarious because I mean, we as humans, we don't quake about the mention of God's judgment at all. And it says creation knows what's going down and it, it ain't, it ain't happy. It's not pleased with it. Um, the depiction of human pride there. But it says God sends his judgment not because of no reason, but because he's doing it to save those who have humbled themselves before him. And the New Testament expands on that a little bit further because it tells us that Jesus Christ actually died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. He died on the cross to pay our judgment for us and then was buried and rose from the grave so that if we humble ourselves before Jesus and place all of our faith in him, then we're saved. And so God is this person who saves those who are humble that he defeats sin and he defeats the wicked and he sends judgment not for any old reason, but he does it for our sake, for those of us who have placed our faith in Jesus so we can live and be saved. So what do we do? How, do we, how are we supposed to respond to a God that's that big? Well, it says in verse 11 and 12, Make your vows to the Lord your God and fulfill them. Let all who are around him bring gifts to him who is to be feared. And when you have a big view of God, you're going to respond in two ways. And one of those is it says, make vows and fulfill them. In other words, when you realize how, if you actually realize how huge God is, if you actually realize how strong and how awe-inspiring God is, and even we could say perhaps a little fearful we should be of him because of how strong he is, our first response should be to make vows to him, to to, in other words, to place our faith in Jesus Christ, to become followers of Jesus Christ, and it says actually fulfill them. And I don't just say you're a Christian and then whew, wipe your head and go on, but actually be a Christian. Actually fulfill the vow you made when you became a Christian. Act like a Christian. And it says more than that, it said bring gifts to God. And otherwise, actually worship God and serve God and do things for God. That, that's our proper response when we realize and we have a view of God that's not dull. So how do you depict God? You know, when the word God is, what's your picture of him in your head? Is it like some old man, like I said, a dispassionate observer or some peaceful hippie pushover? Or is your view of God... And Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ, as the one who is an awesome, mighty warrior who commands angel armies. And the response should be, <laughs> if that's the kind of God that you view, that you have, <laughs> then we should be following him. So, man, I hope that as you go through your day, if you have a place in Jesus, in Jesus that we work on having a, an appreciation of God of just how great he is and don't have a dull, small view of God. And if you haven't placed your faith in Jesus, do that today because he's worthy of that because he died on the cross for sins and he's a mighty God that is there for you, not just a, not against you when you come to him. i love to talk to you about that. You can comment below or email us at greensportbaptistchurch at gmail.com if you want to do that.